0: It's time for the B A Q A, the B A Q A, what you say? The Q.A. with Manday, the Q.A. and Tiffany. The B A Q A! Okay, I lied. Tiffany's not here y'all. She's not here. She left me solo today, but not for long because I am joined by our brilliant guest. If you haven't listened to her episode about her brand new book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, why are you here? Go on back to Wednesday's episode and check it out. Jamila Souffrant is in the house. Hey, Jamila.
1: Hey, girl. Hey, long time no (laughs) see. I know, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So excited to have you on. So in the BAQA, first we got to start with our disclaimer, okay, Jamila, because we ain't trying to get you sued. You just got here. We are... Your financial—you can call us your financial sisters, your financial besties. We are not your lawyer, not your financial advisor, not financial planner, not your investment advisor, not anyone that you would pay for advice. So take everything we say with a grain of salt, okay? We got brains, we got smarts, and all of that juicy goodness, but um, no, please—you can just send those, you know, send those, um, send those legal fees somewhere else, okay? We don't have time for that. But let's jump into some questions because Jamila, your book is all about your journey to financial freedom and helping others feel what is possible for them if they take some steps in their lives today to get to their own version of financial freedom. So we picked out a couple of good questions from our BA fam um, that we're going to read today. Listen, as a reminder, y'all can submit your questions at Brown Ambition Podcast on IG, slide into our DMs, or you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything and submit your questions there. All right. Number one, you ready? Yeah, let's go. A little shoulder shimmy, a little shoulder rub, rub. (laughs) I wish shoulder rub, a little shoulder stretch. All right. The first question comes from IG from listener Anna. Anna says, Hey ladies, first, thank you so much for creating this space. Finance, credit, savings, investing is so overwhelming to me that I just turn away from it, but I can't afford to do that any longer. I picked up get good with money Tiffany's book, and I'm ready to put in work. Yes. My question is Should I invest in a 401k or a Roth IRA? I have zero dollars in either of these right now. I'm an immigrant from DR. Hey, Mandy. Hi, girl. Hola. And no one in my family knows how to navigate American finances. I'm 31 years old and I want to retire comfortably around 55 years old ish. Any tips or reality checks are welcome. Okay, Anna. Anna in the house. Okay, so she's got this feeling that her family doesn't know how to navigate American finances. She's on her own, but she's ready to do something. All right, but this, the question itself is pretty simple. 401k or a Roth IRA? What do you say? Okay, so this is going to- I mean for it to rhyme, but it did.
1: Yeah, it's going to depend on a couple things. So if you have access to a 401k through your job, so one, um, you know, make sure, sh- Check that out. Make sure that you do have access. Do they give you a company match? Meaning if you put in a certain percentage or a certain amount, do they also match you up to a certain point? Because if you can, then you should be investing up until that point in which they can max or match mm-hmm. you in your account. It's almost like free money. I, I, I do air quotes because technically it's not free. Yeah. Like it's part of your compensation package. So you should be using yeah. it and, um, you know, you start there. So do you have a 401k? Does it have a company match? If it does, you should invest up until that company match at the minimum. Also, recognizing the difference between a 401k and a Roth IRA, so typically the 401k will be through a company. It's a company-sponsored pre-tax retirement plan, meaning the amount you put in reduces your taxable income, so you actually pay less in taxes or it makes your net in- income less. And then a Roth IRA is an after-tax retirement vehicle that you can use and open up separately separately with you know a brokerage company outside of your job. And that's after tax money, meaning you pay taxes on that money already and you're now putting it into this Roth IRA to grow over time. So I always like to think about what is your income level? So people who are typically higher earners like to put money in their 401k and pre-tax retirement accounts to reduce how much they need to pay in taxes. So it's a smart tax strategy and just it's helpful to put money away. Or if you're not earning a lot of money and there is a limited amount, if you do have that match, do up to the company matching your 401k, but then you can also take and use your after-tax dollars to invest in a Roth IRA if you're not earning a lot at the moment. I was just
0: looking up the limits for 401k because I haven't had a traditional job in a few years. So I'm like, what is the limit now? God, I miss my 401k. -hmm. It's so easy, y'all. People make, you know, business ownership look so cute and sexy, but it's more complicated. Okay, I miss my cute little cozy 401k. I got my little auto payroll deposit. The limit right now is 22,500. But in the new year, which is just around the corner, it's going to go up to 23,000. So if you get that match, I mean, I always kind of went by the rule of max out the 401k or try to, because it's hard to get up to that, like save 22 something K a year. That, that in and of itself is a huge, you know, a huge accomplishment, And then my financial planner was always like, you know, okay, once you get past that, then let's move on to the Roth, because you can save less in the Roth IRA, there's and there's income limits. So there's, it's a bit more like complicated. And when it comes to financial steps, again, I'm not a financial planner. I'm always like, what's the easiest path to entry. And for so many of you listening, including you, Anna, go to your payroll department, your HR and be like, how do I enroll in the 401k? And make sure they tell you. And they probably told you at orientation, make them tell you again. That's their job, okay? Jamila, now I'm curious because you're Jamaican mm. and you were born in Jamaica and your mom brought you here. Or how did how did that work? But I want to know because she obviously wasn't from here. How did she navigate her finances in America?
1: Uh, listen, my mom was a force because – she came here at 20 years old and yeah, she left me behind in Jamaica when she had me to establish herself a bit. And then I came to join her just a few months later, but she there was no, there was no internet, no phone. So quickly type up to find something. She yellow pages and showing up to places that said they would be open, you know, looking into resources and getting on government assistance in the beginning to help sustain herself. Mm-hmm. And so it did take a lot of curiosity and tenacity. And at such a young, she was only 20 years old like again i can't imagine um doing it by with herself with a newborn or a th- few month old baby right um and so in a country <laughs> she she had to leave right that part oh, so yeah. you know how it is being a mom now i mean i get it I, I talk about this in the book your journey to financial freedom that you know for her to forge a path like go to a country she's never been to experience seasons she's never experienced for the first time with barely any money in her pocket how Bold, she must have been to be able to do that. And so, like the the call for us to try to attain financial independence is bold, right? Like Anna now is entering into this stage where she's like needing to make a big decision, and it is big for her, you know. And uh, it it can change the, the course of her life. But it's just like think about what your parents or your your ancestors did to put like to get <laughs> you here, and how mm-hmm. probably you know it wasn't just like their money that was at risk; it was their lives and livelihood and that always gave me the courage. I'm like, you know what? I I can I can call HR. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I can ask this yeah. question. And so use that as your motivation to get you going to do something different because just because no one in your family, look, I get it. No one in my family also talked to me specifically about investing. These are things I learned on the as I, you know, got older and especially on my journey, but you can be the first. You can change that and then be the person that you know, put your family on and your cousins, and and you start to help other people yeah. when you have the knowledge and information,
0: right? And I I just want to say too that when you're on this journey, and you know, I would say gather friends, confidants as you go along who are on the same path as you. Because family is amazing, but family doesn't always understand the journey that we're on because they have their separate journeys. So I just feel like the more voices you have, whether it's ours from listening to the podcast, I'm happy that you found BA, but also Jamila's podcast, Journey to Launch, is a great one to add to the mix. So you, yeah, you, we can be like your big sister friends um, who can give you these ideas and help guide you a little bit of the way. But to take ownership of your own journey. And you're only 31. You're so young. 55 to me does not seem like out of step with reality at all to have a goal of, you know, being able to retire or at least being used to say comfortable am of course, like 55, like that's 25 years almost that you've got to invest. I'm like, start
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Get to it. You got you got a lot of time and it's never too late. You know, it's never too late. You'd be surprised Mm -hmm. how much ground you can make up once you just start. Because as you start, you may not know everything you need to know right now, but as you start going, you start, it's like picking up gems, you're Mm -hmm. playing a video game, right? And it's just like, you're picking up these gems and tools and it becomes like a big effect, a snowball effect, and things start accumulating faster than you could have ever imagined. So just start. And this is a great start for you asking the question.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much for sending in your question. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the BAQA with our guest, Jamila Soufrant of Journey to Launch. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm.
2: Hey, hey, BA fam, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time-consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes, yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions, okay? So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash
1: With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on
0: PC through Facebook games. Hey, VA fan, we are back with question number two. This question comes from a listener who'd like to be called Manifesting Wealth Babe. Okay, I feel that. I'm excited to hear from you manifesting wealth, babe, because you've been a long time listener. Let's get into this question. Hey, Mandy and Tiffany. She says, I last wrote to y'all one and a half years ago when I was $7,500 in credit card debt and seeking advice on how to pay that down and buy a house. Well, now I am credit card debt free. Yes. And I'm getting the keys to my first row home next week, which will be my primary residence. Come on. This is amazing. In just one and a half years, that is phenomenal. I'm also starting a new job where I'll be making 50K more than my last one. Jamila.
1: That's amazing. Like, <laughs> dang. I am
0: shooketh. <laughs> Wow, you did the damn thing, girl. This is incredible. Okay, starting a new job, making 50K more. Since my mortgage interest rate is at 7.37%, oof, yes, it's so expensive out there right now. I'd like to pay down my house as quickly as possible. I figure that I can put that 50K a year toward my mortgage by tripling my monthly payments. Whew. What else should I be doing to make my money work for me? I have several 401ks from different jobs throughout the year, but I don't keep up with them. And I don't know the collective total. Should I start focusing on building that up, put more money toward my emergency phase savings, or start investing? I've got a six-month emergency fund. And since I'm using some state grant programs, I'm technically not supposed to rent out my house for the life of the loan. Okay. Interesting. Any advice on next steps? Now that I've got my head above water, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for all you do. Oh, okay. We Got to celebrate those wins. Yeah. But now it's the okay. I did the dirty work, paying down the debt, doing what I can to get access to. I love the idea that you use grants, uh, some state programs to to get your first property. But 50k more, and thinking about tripling her mortgage payments. Why does my chest kind of do like a when you, I don't know. Am I wrong? I kind of feel like don't do that. But I don't know what I, I don't know what exactly I'm thinking yet. What do you think?
1: All right, there's a few things here. So the first okay. is, oh my gosh, congratulations! You are doing the damn thing. Yeah. You'd be primed to like join me on this journey to financial independence because you're the kind of person where yes, get her book. Yeah, your journey to financial freedom because you. You have so much, so many assets in terms of what can help you on this journey, leapfrog you forward um, very fast through these stages that I talk about to reach financial independence. And so first, Mm -hmm. this is going to just be technical, but I would like you to go search down and find where your several 401ks are. So, you know, a task is to, where mm. are those 401ks located? Maybe you Round call them up,
0: honey, round right. them up.
1: Right. Sit down, call those companies up, get the login information, and it might be best served. That might, it will be best served for you to probably roll those all over into your own, you know, outside, um, what would happen is a traditional IRA. So it's because it's a pre-tax 401k, if you roll that and took that out of your companies, who's ever holding it and put it into your own, IRA account, you can roll that over and combine everything um, just so you can have it all in one place and be more direct or active in knowing what the numbers are and where you're invested because you don't know if the company is you, overcharging you to help manage these investments when you can park them on your own somewhere else in a mutual fund um, that has low fees. So just one get that information for all your accounts, consider rolling them over into one um, and talk to a tax person. So at your income level, I'm assuming it's a lot more now, You know, it might be best to talk to someone who can help navigate and manage this for you. Um, the other thing is that you're, you're gonna have a very huge increase in income. So investing in a 401k to help manage taxes, Right, you're putting away for your financial future and financial independence, But you're able to lower your taxable income because, you know, when we make more, that's when the government comes in and they tax us more, which is not always a bad thing. You know, I am for (laughs) paying taxes because this Mm. country needs to run some way. So but if you can then increase your 401k contributions at your current job, um, that will help to reduce how much taxes you pay and put some money away for yourself um, that you can use. I think the other thing I want to mention before, Mandy, I want to hear some of your feedback is that, um, you know, the biggest thing is that you don't have to make this complicated. It seems like you paid down your credit card debt already. The interest rate is very high. So I just keep your eye on the interest rate to see when you can refinance at a lower rate once they start dropping, because in a couple of years they will. But for me, I wouldn't necessarily put all of my money or additional money in the house just because, you know, it's a non-liquid asset, you know, to tap into that money would be a lot harder if you need it or um, need to sell or whatever the case. Like in order to tap into the equity of your home, you're gonna either need to sell it or to take out a home equity mortgage versus you invest that money and you can maybe beat, I mean, this is a high interest rate, but if you can beat the average of what you're paying in your mortgage, um, it, it may be make sense to do it that way but I wouldn't discourage you I'd do the math on how much do would I pay or how long will it take if I do triple these payments does it shave off five years does it shave off only like what does that look like and less cash flow does that matter more to me versus increasing my assets on the other side versus increasing my equity in my house Mandy what do you think
0: Mm. Yeah, I I love a lot of what you said. I think the reason my stomach was kind of turning when it came to the idea of tripling their mortgage payments is like the high of paying down debt. You know, you get that. This is like the Dave Ramsey way of paying down debt, right? Just like attack, attack, attack. But... I agree. It's going to put you in a financially vulnerable situation to tie up even more of your money in a house, um, especially like 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 uh, Tiffany. Sorry, Jamila. <laughs> Tiffany, I miss you. Like Jamila said. You know, it's, it's something that you can't, it's not a piggy bank. People treat it, they think you can treat it like a piggy bank, but it takes time. And even during the pandemic, banks were like stopping giving home equity loans because everybody was like, oh, my home, my home prices have gone up so high. My home values have gone up so high. I want to, you know, tap into this. And banks were like, slow down. So, and I, and I like the idea because you have, you know, paid off your debt. I think that's incredible. I, you can keep that good feeling going the high that you get from paying it down, but don't put that energy into your house. I would say, put it into your investment account in your, in your emergency fund. Six months is great, but you're a homeowner now and these homes be homing. Okay. (laughs) Like I moved into, I bought my house five years ago and it's about that time. The appliances start breaking down on you. And I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't I just spend? $2,000 on this washer dryer, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, this is what happens now. You got to repair stuff. The prices, you know, the cost goes up. Also, to make your money work for you, I feel like there's no better place at this stage for you than getting some of that money into the market. And whether it's like getting all your 401ks all in one place, which I absolutely, I would even go further to say, girl, go round them up and get them in one place can't be losing track of money like that, leaving like leaving money under the couch cushions. Because, for example, I forgot about like a little tiny baby 401k I had from a job that I was at for just a hot minute a few years back. And it was like fifteen hundred dollars and it was just put in a money market fund, earning negative money. And I missed all the fun ups of the pandemic. Um, You know, I could have I could have gained a lot on that little bit of money, um, but it was just sitting there not invested. Excuse me. So, I think if you want your money to work for you, figure out a way to leverage your increase in pay in a tax savvy way. I agree with Jamila about reaching out to a tax professional. But, you know, I think it is simple open up or start contributing to your pre tax um, retirement account through your employer and start letting that money um, continue, you know, accruing on the side while adding a little bit more to that emergency fund. It's up to you, sort of, what. Your magic number is six months sounds good, but I'm honestly like on a, as a homeowner, I'm on that like, you know, nine to 12 months yeah. expenses kind of drain. Like, mm, I, yeah, especially having survived a couple of recessions now. Um, but that's, that's really up to you. But my message is let's sink more money into your investment portfolio than into your house right now.
1: And if I could just add, so one of the things I tell people to do in the book to help map out their journey to financial independence is that you have to assess where you currently are. You have to know your numbers. And so you have to know your income, you have to know your expenses, you have to know how much you owe, so your liabilities, and you have to know how much you own your assets. Because your assets and accumulating more eventually allows you to retire early or quit that job or do whatever you want because your assets will pay for your living expenses. But if you don't know how much you have or where they are, then you don't know your starting point. So you don't know. You might be further along than Mm -hmm. you can even know (laughs) to reaching financial independence or your journey, but you just don't know that you're not counting that money because you don't know what it is yet versus sit down, get the numbers together look at, look forward on where you want to be in 20 years, how much you would need to feel financially independent in your investment accounts. And that way you can map out what it looks to, what What does it take to do that? You know, I have maybe $50,000 in the 401ks combined now. I want to maybe have a million, 1.5 million, you know, in 10, 15 years, how much do you need to invest oh, yes, over please. time to do that. Right. But if you can't do that, if you don't know your starting point. So, you know, everyone, assess where you currently are, you know, rip that bandaid off. If you've been avoiding it, it's okay. You'd be surprised at how much further along you are than you think. Oh, and
0: one little tidbit I forgot to mention that I popped into my head. If you're going to pay extra on your mortgage down the line, you don't have to do it all right now. You can do it down the line. Um, I think that's generally smart because, you know, it's generally smart because you, it could, it could, um, if you do it the right way, pay down your principal a little bit faster, but I will, I do want to note, you have to tell your bank to apply it to the principal because honey, amortization, I hate that word. It always wants to stay stuck in my throat. Amortization is basically how banks structure the payments of your loans. And from the beginning, it is like almost all going toward interest. Okay. And in your case, probably all going toward interest. So unless you say these extra dollars must pay down the principal, they won't. So if you're going to do that, anyone listening, just make sure that you Check that marks on your check that box on your mortgage payment um, and make sure that you talk to them to be sure it's being applied to the principal. Okay, manifesting wealth babe. I just want to give you more snaps because it's incredible what your progress is. I'm so excited for this new chapter in your journey. Please keep us posted. All right. And it sounds like I'm going to buy you a copy of Jamila's book. <laughs> send me your address, Manifesting Wealth, babe. I'm going to send it to you. Your Journey to Financial Freedom by Jamila Souffrant is available now wherever books are sold. And the website, com. You got it. Did so I get it right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jamila, this is so fun. Thanks for joining us on the oh. BAQA. And we'll see you all next week.